What's going on, family members? As always, welcome back. Thank you for listening. So today was supposed to be a Kobe episode. We're going to tribute Kobe. Mo was supposed to come and do it with me. We had a scheduling conflict. He couldn't make it today. And I didn't feel right doing that episode without him. So I'm still going to put one out for you guys. Hopefully we'll be able to get that one and maybe another one later on this week. Um, but definitely, definitely stay tuned for that. So the Redskins finally got their coaching staff put together. Obviously, it's it's headed by Ron Rivera, which we've known that for almost a month now. His offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. I think it's a great it's a great pairing. The great coordinator, Jack Del Rio, obviously is a great coordinator. He was in a, he was even a terrific head coach when he was in Jacksonville and when he was in Oakland. He was probably honestly one Derek Carr broken leg away from making, at the very least, the AFC Championship game. They went 12-4 and that year, had a great season. Derek Carr went down, broke his leg late late in the season, missed the playoffs, lost in the first round, so I believe it was Houston. But he's definitely a great defensive coordinator. Scott Turner was Ron Rivera's quarterback's coach when he was in Carolina. Obviously, he did great things in Carolina with Cam Newton. 2015, they went 15-1, made the Super Bowl. Also, Cam Newton's MVP season. I would have liked to see Kevin O'Connell stay just for the continuity purposes. That's it. I don't think he was as great as everybody thought he was going to be. And, and I could be wrong. And I hope I am. I hope he turns out to be a great coach, a great coordinator, and eventually a great coach with success years and years down the line. But he still, for the most part, had Jay Gruden's playbook, which was very vanilla, very boring, very mundane, very predictable. And that was honestly the downfall of our offense. Majority of Jay Gruden's tenure. The one exception being when Sean McVay was the offensive coordinator. And we went 9-7, made the playoffs, won the division, lost to Green Bay in the wild card round. Outside of that season, our offense was never great. Our offense was never anything spectacular. It, it was very vanilla. It was effective at times. At the end of the day, it was a good hire by Ron Rivera to bring not only his guy in that he's comfortable with, but somebody who who has proven that he can work with quarterbacks. And that tells me that Ron Rivera is not necessarily all in on Dwayne Haskins, but he's in enough. You know what I mean? He's willing to work with him. He, he wants to develop him because right now having the number two pick, he doesn't want to have to waste it on a quarterback or waste future picks on a quarterback. He wants he has a young guy right now. And he wants to keep him. Most importantly, he wants to keep him healthy, which I think was Ron Rivera's downfall in Carolina was that Cam Newton could never stay healthy. He was always injured, that throwing shoulder a couple seasons ago. And when your backups are Jeff Driscoll and Kyle Allen, you're not going to have much success. Yeah, they went 4-2 with Kyle Allen to start. And then the wheels fell off. They lost to us in week 13, which ironically were the team that got him fired. But it, it all worked out. I like the hire. I like both hires. He filled out his whole coaching staff. I'm, I'm happy with it. But at this point, I think I'm more happy just because it's something different. Over the last 10 years, it's been the same with Bruce Allen. And for a majority of it, Jay Gruden. But... This Redskins team has a lot of decisions coming up. A lot of big, key, franchise-changing decisions. Obviously, the most important, we have the number two pick overall right now. 
And I say right now because there's always a potential to trade. Everybody says, well, you don't trade the number two pick. Don't even answer the phone. It's Chase Young, generational talent, which I agree with most of that. I agree we should not trade the number two pick. I agree that Chase Young is a generational talent. What I do not agree with is that you don't even answer the phone when other teams call. Always answer the phone when another team calls. I don't care if you already have said in your head, I'm I'm keeping this pick. I'm taking this guy no matter what. You have to be open to it because if you come out the first day of of the offseason, that Monday after week 17, if you come out and say there's no way in hell we are trading our number one, our number two, our number, whatever pick you have, there's no way of trading our top pick. Teams aren't even going to call you. Yeah, maybe in your head you do have that thought. I'm not trading my pick. But what happens when a Miami calls you? Because you will give you the fifth the 18th, and the 26th, which is what I think they have. So it might be give or take a couple picks on that last one, but I'm pretty sure, I know it's the 5th for sure. 18th, I'm almost positive, and then the last one I think is in, it's in the 20s, obviously. But if Miami were to call me and say, hey, I'll give you num- you give us the number two pick, I'll give you all three first-rounders this year and a first-rounder next year. If you're not going to at least listen to that and consider it, you're a fool. You're not doing your job. Because there's no guarantee that Chase Young will be the player in the NFL that he was in college. There's a good chance everything is lining up that he will be. The NFL draft is the most imperfect science in the world. Ryan Leaf was supposed to be an all-time great. He was supposed to compete with Payton. That was supposed to be a 15-year rivalry. Him and Ryan Leaf. There were conversations whether him or Peyton Manning should go number one overall. And the two things we remember Ryan Leaf for is one, being a bust, being possibly the biggest bust of all time. And number two, the tirade he threw in the locker room with the reporter. That's what he's known for. You would be an absolute fool to not at least listen to another team calling you inquiring about that pick. Plain and simple. You're not doing your job if you're not at least listening and considering Now, if a team calls you, hey, I'll give you my first rounder this year, a second this year, and a third next year, I wouldn't do that. Not for Chase Young. Maybe if the second pick wasn't somebody like Chase Young, again, you might consider it. But it's Chase Young. You have to sell me damn near your entire draft in order to get my number two to take Chase Young or whoever you end up wanting there. If the Dolphins take Tua, whether to take Justin Herbert or maybe somebody else jumps up. To grab somebody. Who knows? Now, I know that nobody cares. I'm not in that Redskins front office, although I would love to be. I would love to have a job like that, but I'm not in there. So, if it were me, if there was a way, because trust me, I love Chase Young. I'm on the Chase Young bandwagon. I was on the Chase Young bandwagon last year. I love Chase Young. But the more and more... I look at all the players throughout the draft. The more I think that there are other options out there. If we make the right deal with somebody, of course, it's always a possibility. Now, shout out my guy Redskins Rant on Twitter. Y'all need to go follow him. If you're a Redskins fan, definitely go follow him at Redskins Rant. He he, he opened my eyes to something. And, and for days he was talking about, yeah, Chase Young's great. But look at this dude, Isaiah Simmons. And at first I was on the I was on the the camp of 
bro, it's Chase Young. You don't take Isaiah Simmons at number two, which is not, which is, isn't what he was saying we should do. What he was saying we should do is possibly trade back. And even in my head, I was thinking, no, it's Chase Young. Dude's a beast. Then I started watching his film. Would watch highlights, hype videos, watching breakdowns of his game. Dude is a beast. Isaiah Simmons is an absolute monster on the field. A lot of people are comparing him to the next Sean Taylor. And that pulls on my heartstrings a little bit because, you know, Sean Taylor is Sean Taylor. You can't replace Sean Taylor. Nobody's the next Sean Taylor. He could be close to the next Sean Taylor. But nobody's Sean Taylor. RIP to a real one, obviously. In fact, going back to the beginning of this, this episode, him and Kobe are the only time, are the only two times in my life that I've cried over the death of an athlete. Kobe, obviously, because he he meant so much in the game. Also, his daughter being on the plane that that hit me that hit me hard because of my kids, my daughter. But Sean Taylor, he died a month after I got his jersey for my birthday, and he he was my favorite player on the team at the time. I was a huge fan when he died. It it hit me hard. But yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. Back to Isaiah Simmons though. Redskins rant on Twitter. He opened my eyes to it. I started watching stuff. I started thinking, man, this guy's really good. He he's a linebacker safety hybrid. He can play in the box. He can cover. He had a he had a key pick in the Ohio State game in the national championship um, semifinal. He, he can do it all. He's a hell of a player. Then I started thinking, we could trade back. Put ourselves in a position. Pass up on Chase Young. Yeah, that in and of itself, it's not great. But if we pass up on Chase Young to put ourselves in a position to draft Isaiah Simmons from Clemson and Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, I wouldn't be mad. In a way, I actually like that better than getting Chase Young. Because you're getting two impact players right off the bat. I understand being able to get Isaiah Simmons and Jeff Okuda is going to be tough. We're pretty much going to have to have back-to-back top five picks. Because if Miami were to trade up, you know, you would assume they're taking Tua. But at that point, you would have to hope that Detroit takes a quarterback, which I think they should. I think Detroit should take a quarterback. Matthew Stafford's getting old, and he's obviously not the answer. They've made the playoffs a couple times with him. They've made the playoffs a couple times with him, really without Calvin Johnson. And I even said this back in 2013. That Matt Stafford is only really good when he has Calvin Johnson. They've never had a good wide receiver core. Calvin Johnson was his only star wide receiver. After that, they had Golden Tate, which Golden Tate is is a good player in his own right, but he's no Calvin Johnson. I think the Lions should go quarterback early, start prepping them for when Matthew Stafford either retires or they move on from him. But you'd have to think that if they don't, they would most likely take either Isaiah Simmons or Jeff Okuda. So you would pretty much have to trade back with the Dolphins and then find a way to get back up into the three and four spot, which seems damn near impossible. But again, I'm not a GM. I'm not in the front office, so I don't know what it would take. 
it'd probably take a lot more than we can get for that number two spot. But past the draft, once that is done, I'm excited to see what, what goes on there, what we do with that pick. But after that, we obviously go into free agency. Our key free agency decisions is at the quarterback position, obviously, because we only have two QBs under contract right now. Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith, who who knows if Alex Smith can play this season. He's expected to. They think he can. Whether he will or not, I don't know. And if he can, you're really going to pay $22 million for a backup quarterback? Yeah, Dwayne is the quarterback of the future right now. But again, you're not going to pay $22 million for a backup quarterback. I think what we need to do is we need to obviously target a veteran quarterback in free agency if Alex Smith isn't willing to restructure his his contract. And we know he's a great teacher. Look what Patrick Mahomes is doing in Kansas City. He was never scared to teach him. He was never afraid to lose his starting job, which he essentially did, to Patrick Mahomes. So we know he's willing to teach. He's willing to groom a young quarterback to be the best that he can be. However, I wouldn't be comfortable paying 20 plus million for a teacher. Maybe restructure the contract, give him more years that he'll be quote unquote on the bench, which we know he really wouldn't play. He'd be just more of a teacher. Give him, still give him his as much money as you can. Just spread it out a few more years. But definitely get a quarterback in free agency, a veteran quarterback that can also groom Dwayne Haskins if Smith doesn't want to. And also get one, get one late in the draft. Get one of these small school guys that maybe Ron Rivera fits it, thinks fits his system. Can always do that. Go that route. So that way, in the event that Dwayne Haskins does go down, hopefully not. But you have somebody that you can kind of work with. Another key position that we got to worry about big time is definitely corner. The thing that's frustrated me about the defense for the last few years is we've had talent. We've had good talent, especially the front seven. We've had very good talent. The coaching just hasn't been there. Coaching has been horrendous. Again, Jack Del Rio, so we can only assume that it's going to be better. We're moving on from, from Greg Minuski, so finally... Because Jay Gruden refused to do that, which I get it, it's his guy, but he definitely wasn't wasn't producing. Josh Norman, he's from the reports I've been reading, he's as good as gone. There, there's really no hope for him to stay to return one more year. I thought maybe Ron Rivera was willing to try to get him to restructure a contract, maybe keep him for another year, pay him a little bit less money, get some cap room to kind of see if he can produce a little bit more. Obviously, he's, obviously he's not going to be the 2015 Josh Norman that got him the huge payday with us after the Super Bowl, but something enough to where he he's amicable. He's it's worth keeping him on the team. But again, from the reports I'm reading, he's 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 gone. There's really no point, and I don't think Ron Rivera wants to keep him at this point. He's a liability, not an asset. Quentin Dunbar is probably the, the highlight of our secondary, our young secondary. Obviously, we have Landon Collins in the safety position, which him matched up with Isaiah Simmons. Could be a dream scenario that I would just absolutely fall in love with. Landon Collins, Isaiah Simmons in the safety with Jeff Okuda on one side, Quentin Dunbar on the other side. Yo, Redskins fans, please, if there, if any of you listen to this, please tell me that wouldn't be a dream scenario. We got our front seven. We good there. Yeah, Chase Young would be a nice piece. 
Kerrigan's getting older. But again, just picture it. Quentin Dunbar, Jeff Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, Landon Collins. Be unstoppable. Another question mark for me, personally, is the running back position. Now, again, we have talent there. Adrian Peterson. He's getting up there in age, but he can still produce. Darius Geis. Young. He's effective. He's a great running back. Major health concerns. For some reason, he cannot stay healthy. And obviously, Chris Thompson, who on my notes, I have a start up next to because I don't even know if he's going to be back next year. Obviously, I would like him to be. He's a great third down back. He's a great third down back. He's a great change of pace running back. But again, that remains to be seen. We also have Bryce Love from Stanford, who had an amazing junior season. Almost won the Heisman. I think he was he was a runner up for the Heisman that year. He got hurt last year, so we didn't really we didn't play him at all. If guys can stay healthy, even if Thompson leaves, guys Peterson and Love can carry the load. That that's a great backfield. I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. I think they can again, as long as guys can stay healthy, which I hope he can. And one thing I'm really trying to avoid because it seems like there's basically a broken record with us. We're always offseason Super Bowl champs. We make what look on paper to be great offseason decisions, signing Albert Hainsworth to a $365 bajillion contract. Seemed like a good idea, considering the season he had just come off of. Of course, that flopped. Paying Josh Norman, I think it was something near $70 million over five years. Seemed like a good idea. Obviously, it flopped. All these decisions on paper look great. Ron Vera, a proven winner. He made it to a Super Bowl, went 15-1. and His last two seasons, he, he didn't really have a full 100% healthy Cam Newton. I get it. Towards the end of the football season, nobody's really 100% healthy, but Cam Newton's throwing shoulder was hurt, so that affected him. In fact, after we hired Ron Rivera, I went back and I watched... I went back and I watched All or Nothing, the Amazon series with the Carolina Panthers. Seeing him coach, it, it is very motivational. The way Scott Turner worked with Cam Newton, it, it was... Obviously, it looks good. The way they were with him looks great. Ron Rivera again. Cam Newton, that was the year that Cam Newton had that shoulder issue in his throwing shoulder. Everybody talked about it all the second, the entire second half of the season. Cam Newton didn't look right. He didn't. He wasn't throwing the ball the same. And you can see, it, he just wasn't himself. I think that had a lot to do with why they lost the last few seasons of Ron Rivera's tenure in Carolina. So, again, all this looks great on paper. It really does. So I'm trying to limit my expectations. Honestly, we're not really going to know a whole lot until the draft. Obviously, the Combine's coming up next month, and then obviously pro days after that, then the draft, then we hit free agency. The draft is going to tell the draft is going to tell a lot about where Ron Vera wants this team going forward. And I'm excited to find out where he wants to go with it forward. Whether he does take whether he does take Chase Young at number 2 or if he decides to plan for the future, he decides to trade back and get future picks, maybe a few this draft, a couple next draft, one the year after that. Who knows? I'm trying to manage my expectations, but obviously, again, it, it all looks good on paper. I'm excited for it. 
But let's be honest, everybody's excited for the start of next season. Unless you're one of the two teams playing this Sunday in the Super Bowl, then you're just focused on Sunday. And that's where I'm going to end it today, guys. Again, as always, thank you for listening. I greatly appreciate it. All of my friends and family, thank you. Mo's friends and family, the ones that have started following me because of him, because I brought him on last week, I, I greatly do appreciate it. Even though you were listening for Mo, concerns are about him and how he's doing. I still greatly appreciate it. I really do from the bottom of my heart. Thanks again. If you guys can, go follow my Twitter, FNC Pod. I'm posting polls. I got a couple up right now, I think. One is for the Super Bowl this week. There's a few days left. I think it's expired Sunday morning. Go vote. Go comment why you think who's going to win, what it's going to come down to, who's your X factor in the games this weekend. Obviously, I got Niners. Defense is going to play a huge part. Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman, those are my X factors right now. But they do call it any given Sunday because you never know what's going to happen, especially in the Super Bowl. Could go either way. It's going to be a great game. I'm excited. Go follow my Instagram, Football and Chill Podcast. I usually post just quick little pictures of, of what I'm working on, little updates of when I'm editing, when I'm posting. But definitely go, go check that out. Go like it. And of course, the big one, my Facebook page, also titled Football and Chill Podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you liked all that. But more importantly, please share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. If you got, if you know Redskins fans, just put them on in my podcast. I, I try to talk about football as a whole, but I do focus a lot on the Redskins because obviously being a huge fan, I focus on that team a little bit more than the rest. But again, please like everything. Share it. Interact with me. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. Right now, I'm just going off the top of the head what I think is interesting, what piques my interest in the league right now and and we got a lot going on so please let me know what y'all want to talk about i'll be more than happy to talk about shout you out and again i cannot stress this enough thank you so much i'm out